Product Innovators. Today we learn the eight key pillars of hardware marketing strategy from a 20-year manufacturing marketing pioneer. This is the Product Startup Podcast, a show to learn from top leaders in hardware product development, prototyping, manufacturing, product selling, and everything in between. Hosted by Kevin Mako, the leading expert on product development for hardware startups. Welcome back, everyone. Today I'm very excited to introduce Chris Peer to the show. Chris is the author of The Great Eight Pillars of ROI-Driven Marketing. He is also the founder of SyncShow, a 20-year-old marketing company specifically for manufacturers and supply chain. Today, Chris is going to share some valuable knowledge for inventors, startups, and small manufacturers on the eight required pillars for building a great marketing strategy for your product, the importance of those pillars, and best practices on how to build a successful marketing machine for your new hardware brand. Now, on to the episode. This show is produced by Mako Design, the original firm providing end-to-end consumer product development services tailored specifically to hardware startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Take your product from idea to store shelves at MakoDesign.com. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Nice to be here. We're excited to have you on today to talk about the key pillars to success for marketing a new or scaling hardware invention. Now, whether you're a new inventor just starting out on your journey or whether you're an established hardware product brand, these things are critical to have on your radar to make sure that you are planning to market so that you can make sales. At the end of the day, first thing most important in hardware is you've got to have a great product, of course. But when you have that great product, now, how do you get it in front of eyeballs and then convert those eyeballs to sales? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Chris, before we get into all that, just give us a bit of a background of how you became the success story that you are today. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kevin. You know, I started the company 20 years ago at my dining room table, quit my job at Ernst & Young, decided I wanted to get into marketing, but I wanted marketing to be different. I wanted to provide value for companies, not just the you know creative agencies that used to be around 20 years ago. Over the time, you know, we were developing marketing strategies and programs for companies. And then right around 2010, we had a very transitional moment in our business life. We had a client, it was actually a hardware product development company, a manufacturer out of Illinois. They wanted to get into the automotive space. And I've outlined this all in my book, but I'll tell you the quick story. It was my business partner's cousin who owned the firm, and they were the sixth fastest growing company in Illinois. And they just wanted to get into the automotive space. And through our work, we helped create awareness for them and drive awareness to the top three automotive companies. Six months later, they landed a huge multi-million, I think it was a $30 million deal. Six months later, they fired us because of lack of return on investment. And it was at that point we realized if we can't keep a family member as a client because of return on investment or ROI, we had problems. So we reinvented ourselves and it's been going great ever since. Yeah, that whole concept of return on investment sometimes is foreign to the ad world. Of course, when you think about, especially marketing, a lot of the big marketing initiatives and ads that you see and whatever else, so much of that is driven to build brand recognition or many other initiatives for Fortune 500 companies. But the reality as a startup, a scale up, especially as with a hardware product, the goal is to make sales. And that's why it's so important to have marketing initiatives that are built to drive sales as opposed to potentially some other goals that might be good for Fortune 500, but really aren't that valuable or not your necessarily your best return on 
budget that you actually spend as opposed to the return on investment that you are actually getting from marketing initiatives that truly drive sales at the end of the day. So let's talk about these eight pillars because you're pretty specific. You literally wrote the book on these eight pillars of success for ensuring return on investment for marketing. What are those eight pillars? You could talk about some of them at length and some of them I know you might want to glaze over, but let's focus on what all eight of them are. And then we could maybe hone down on some of the key ones, especially as a new or early hardware startup that's just getting off the ground with their innovation or trying to scale it to the next level soon thereafter launch. So if you're a hardware startup, you may be financially backed or you may be shoestring in this. And regardless of what place you are, getting your marketing and doing it the right way up front is going to save you tons of time and money. Because if you don't focus on these eight key things, our data shows that your chances of getting a return on investment for marketing are pretty difficult. And just for clarification, when I say return on investment for marketing, what I mean is you should drive more sales from marketing-driven activities than you pay for your marketing. And at SyncShow, that's my company, it's my agency, our goal is to get a 10x ROI. Now, some clients get a 2x, some get a 3x. We've even had one client get a 22x ROI. But the goal is you should be able to track it and measurement, measure it. So over the years, we found that if, if our companies and clients didn't have these things in place, it was very difficult. If you're okay with it, I'll, I'll jump in and just kind of read them off and then we can dive into them. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I love the fact that you mentioned two things. Obviously, you're trying to drive more sales than you spend on marketing. That should be obvious, but isn't always the case. That is the key, especially as a startup. Return on investment. And second, well, how do you actually know that that's achieving success? And that's how you mentioned measure and track. So if you're not tracking and measuring the actual results from your initiatives, how do you know what your return on investment is? Two very powerful things when you're talking about that sales element of marketing. So yeah, let's dive into it. What are those eight pillars? All right, great. So we'll go into them. They are listed in order of importance. And you may tweak these for your organization, but number one pillar is goals, KPIs, and industry benchmarks. And we can dive into this one a little bit more later, but basically what we need to do is identify an ROI-driven goal for your marketing. And we'll talk about that more in a moment. Number two is your value proposition, messaging, and branding. To me, for most hardware product manufacturing companies, your value proposition is so critical to producing sales and future growth. Most companies skip that. Number three is your marketing strategy. We've had hundreds of clients over the years. Not one of them has given us an existing marketing strategy and said, hey, can you guys execute on it? Most agencies and most in-house marketers skip that step. Marketing strategy is critical. Number four is going to be your marketing team. Do you have the right resources in place to pull off your marketing strategy? And that could be an agency or outsourced, or it could be internal. Number five is your website. Number six are your analytics and reporting. Number seven is your technology stack. So that would be like marketing automation, your CRM platform. And then number eight are templates and guides. These are things that make you more efficient and productive as you're implementing your strategy. Wow, that's amazing. That's a very powerful list of eight key things required for marketing. I want to spend some time because you mentioned they're in the order of importance. So I want to go back to especially the top three and really drive deep onto those. 
because I know a lot of those, of course, are kind of the base of the pyramid to some of the subsequent ones as well. So starting with the very first one, talk a bit more about what goals and KPIs are and how that actually relates to return on investment. Yeah, absolutely. So as you'll notice about all eight of them, not a single one is a marketing tactic. What we're really getting to the root of here, and as I recommend for your listeners and viewers that are developing hardware products, think about your marketing operational infrastructure first. Are you set up for future success? Because if you are and you can implement these eight pillars, that snowball effect starts to happen much faster. So the future vision for your growth will happen much easier if you just build your foundation properly. So as we talk about goals, KPIs, and industry benchmarks, Number one is to create that 10x ROI goal. And this is really easy. Don't overcomplicate this. Add up everything you spend on marketing, your employees, your tech stack, your ad spend, everything, the cost of your website, add it all up, multiply by 10. There's your 10x goal. So if that equals 500 grand, your goal is 5 million. If it's a million or if it's 100,000, whatever your number is, just multiply it by 10. Now you at least have a vision for where you need to go, which can set up everything else. Yeah. I mean, that's great to have that goal and that objective clear and upfront, because if you can hit those targets and work towards those targets over time, that's what creates such a scalable hardware startup. At the end of the day, you're trying to sell product to the world. You've got a huge marketplace, a global marketplace in which to sell your products. So if you can start building the infrastructure, the machine, let's call it, in order to market and then convert those into sales, that is truly how these hardware startups that you hear about achieve tremendous growth and scale. And the interesting thing that I find that you've mentioned here is really looking at it as a foundational platform. Whereas when most people typically start businesses, especially in the hardware space, they start trying to do little bits and pieces for sales here and there, not really thinking about an overall marketing strategy that then funnels into sales and so on. So if you look at it as building a strong foundation first, and you mentioned it really in the cost savings, it's going to make it not only cheaper and quicker to develop those yeah. marketing strategies and initiatives, but you're going to have a much better conversion ratio, which means it's going to be significantly more successful over time and allows you to get a true metric for the actual strategies that you deploy and how you tweak and refine them over time, how you experiment, all those sorts of things. But it comes down to a platform. And I think that's a huge message here in setting up marketing and sales initiatives, especially for hardware startups. Don't wait until too far down the pipeline in order to get this going. Build these infrastructures into your business early so that you can layer on top of them over time. You nailed it. What we see more often than not is marketing agencies and even in-house marketers Marketers in general are great people. They're very dedicated and passionate about what they do. So they want to drive value immediately. So what they do is they jump right into a tactical effort. And we call that whack-a-mole style marketing. So if you don't have your goal set, and then we're going to talk about the marketing strategy and your value prop in a minute, without those things in place and without these pillars in place, you don't have any direction. So you end up just wasting a lot of time and money. I want to dive a little bit deeper into number two and three. They're somewhat interrelated as well. We're talking about value proposition and marketing strategy. Talk a bit more in depth about those and why they're very critical in supporting number one, which is ensuring you get that 10x return on investment. So I use an analogy often. I'm a big fisherman. I love bass fishing. I've got a bass boat. And I spend all my free time fishing. And going fishing is just like going hunting for new business. You need to have the right equipment, the right boat, 
You need to be in the right kind of body of water. You need the right lures and attraction capabilities. And so when you're going after new clients and you're bringing your product to market, especially with new hardware products, you may not always know 100% who your ideal customer is going to be, but you have to make some assumptions. So when we talk about value proposition, you have to first nail down that ideal customer profile and you have to understand who your buyer is and what pain points you're solving for them. And this is whether you're a business to consumer seller or a business to business seller. And then you need to know, understand your buyer personas. So who are these human beings in those organizations that are making those buying decisions? Once you have those things, you can start to craft a value proposition. And in the book, when we talk about value proposition, we have a whole chapter on how to build a well-articulated and differentiated value proposition. The key is to help your buyers understand how you're different and why they should choose your product over your competitors. Because if you don't clearly articulate that, and if it's not differentiated in the market, guess what? Now you're going to have to compete on price. Selling is going to be harder. And there's a chance your competitors are going to pick up market share over you. So value proposition and then the messaging and branding to coordinate with it is pillar number two for a reason. It's critical. And then how does that apply into the overall marketing strategy? Once you've really dialed in that value proposition, what are some of your tips and tactics for building out a great marketing strategy to get to that 10x level? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, of the hundreds of companies we've worked with, not a single one handed us the existing marketing strategy. So just building out a strategy is so important. And if you want a strategy template, we have them available on our website for download. I can give you that link to include in the podcast description after, Kevin. But perfect. building out a marketing strategy is really not rocket science, but there are some critical components to it. So one is have that ideal customer profile detailed and those buyer personas detailed. Then you have to make some educated decisions on where is your target market? You know, Let's talk geographically. Let's talk the size of the company that you're selling into. Once you have some of these basics in place, you can then start to identify the channels or the places that these buyers are going to be looking for your solution. So if you're brand new to the market, which new products typically are, they might not know you exist. So you have to do some outbound marketing to present your product to them so that they know that there's a solution to these problems that they have. But they also may be searching on how to solve a problem. So you have to have some inbound methodologies as well. So I would recommend download our template and it walks you through every component of that, including choosing the right social media channels to how to develop your messaging for each channel, and then the messaging and the funnels for each of your buyer personas. I know you guys are very tech enabled, which is where some of these things come in further down and some of the other points like analytics, templates, the technology stack, that sort of stuff. You're a big advocate of tracking, which really requires that you have this foundational technical infrastructure. And also, especially for consumer products, it's something that's very available. It's fairly easy. And there's a lot of different software pieces out there that help you track and understand exactly what your return on investment is for all of your marketing and sales initiatives, because you have a direct purchase event, basically, that you can track back to a lead source. So Talk a bit about some of the technologies that you like just at a, at a high level and what consumer product companies should be thinking about when they're at least looking into setting up their tech stack for making sure that they can track all these sales opportunities that they're working on. Yeah. So you nailed it. Pillar number seven chapter in the book, it's all about technology stack. So some of the, the key technologies we're looking for, there's some primaries and then there's some tertiary technologies. 
The primaries are going to be your marketing automation platform. So Pardot, Marketo, Acton. We like HubSpot. We're a HubSpot Platinum partner. So I highly recommend HubSpot. We just found it to be the best for our clients. Very easy to use and implement. Second would be your CRM system. So again, you already mentioned it, Kevin, but the goal is to be able to track first point of contact with your brand all the way through closed new business or closed sale. And so having one platform that can do all of that is a huge advantage over integrating or having an API connection between multiple systems. HubSpot has a CRM system as well. That's one of the reasons we really also like HubSpot is because your website, your marketing, and your sales can all be connected. They even have a customer service capability too. Then some of the tertiary tools, I don't get into a lot of detail on those because those change rapidly based on the marketing tactic. So you know, having a, a strong search engine optimization tool or technology you're using, having strong social media tools, those are the other technologies we talk about. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate the high-level overview. And of course, if you want to learn more, you can go read the book. So Chris, just talk to us a bit. What is the title of the book and where can our listeners go to buy a copy? Yeah. So the title of the book is The Great Eight Pillars of ROI-Driven Marketing. Um, it's specifically built for manufacturing companies. If you're outside of manufacturing um, and maybe you're developing a product, but you're not in that niche, the methodology works for all B2B companies. Um, it's available on Amazon. So you can buy it. You, know, you can buy the paperback. I think it's like nine bucks or something like that. I'll put that link in the uh, comments as well. And you can get it there. Thanks, Chris. As always, I'll put the links in the show notes below so anybody can click through. Chris, thanks again for all your words of wisdom on how to understand marketing and how to do marketing right. Focus on return on investment, which is how all hardware startups should really be looking at their marketing and sales initiatives, making sure that when they're spending money, they're making lots of sales as a result. So thanks again, Chris, for being on the show. We look forward to talking to you again soon. You're welcome. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast. If you found some value in the show, please do us a huge favor and hit the like button and subscribe. If you have any questions, guest suggestions, or anything else, feel free to reach out to us anytime at our email, podcast at macodesign.com. This show is hosted by Kevin Mako, North America's leading expert on product development for hardware startups. And the podcast is produced by Mako Design, the original firm providing end-to-end -end consumer product development services tailored specifically to hardware startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Take your product from idea to store shelves at makodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com. Thanks for joining and see you again soon.